You're listening to episode 204 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money, and you can do so by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Fresh from his Season 10 victory on America's Got Talent, now you can see the hilarious antics of Paul Zerden and his sharp-tongued characters mouthing off at Planet Hollywood. For tickets, call 800-745-3000 or visit paulzerden.com. Learn details on how you can win free tickets to see Paul Zierden at Planet Hollywood later in the show during our Vegas Deals segment. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was so concerned about all these other things, I completely forgot to come up with a conversation piece to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know what? We've got 10 pages here worth of notes, so why don't we jump in? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> there you go. Once again, how many times did the fucking walls on, on this show get knocked down like on... Oh, shit, I forgot. There was something else I had to take care of. We have a lot of cool shit, so let's get into it. <laughs> All right, well, listen, he's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. At the 2016 Electric Daisy Carnival, the annual three-day electronic music festival held at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Lost and Found received about 1,200 wallets, 160 sets of keys, 570 cell phones, and hundreds of other items such as apparel, accessories, and bags. So far, 200 of those items have found their way back to their owners. We got that from the Review Journal. That is fucking crazy. I mean, now that, obviously that's less. Are- that's like 10% of what was turned in. 200 items out of almost 2,000. I just can't imagine losing that much. I mean, you I know what I can't imagine? 1,200 people lost their wallet. Yeah. But only. 570 people forgot their cell phones, so you know where people's <laughs> priorities are. <laughs> it's just so weird, but I guess that's what you have when you uh, when you have your wallet on a chain, you know. Mm. And you're Good stoned time. out of your mind for three fucking days. <laughs> and that too, yeah, that'll contribute. <laughs> Jesus. But you know what? They all won their own free case of chlamydia, so Aww, I'm excited see? for them. Ew. Silver linings. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000 items were lost, but 5,600 STDs were caught. So <laughs> Were found. Not caught. Found. Found, found new homes. Yeah. That's right. That. They were shared. <laughs> All right. Let's move into the twit pick of the week. Cosmic glory rises over the mountain ridge, cascading solar radiance over the desert topography known as the meadows. 
Its illumination reveals the man-made glory of architecture and illusion, inspiring life-changing dreams and opportunity. In the land of sex and sin, this time marks the moment the innocence of chance can no longer hide in the shadows of nightfall. While the bold rest from battle, preparing for a return to conflict, the sun god Ra exposes the majesty of, of Las Vegas. I, you looked up and you fucked it up. <laughs> I just, like, Jesus Christ, you went with the sun god? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw the picture and the caption on the picture, which I love. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing now? Okay, sorry. Anyway. The sun god Ra exposes the majesty of Las Vegas, captured by at Dr. Taylor J, via the magnificence of a cosmopolitan balcony. Tony, will you I, stay? I, I don't at know what picture you were looking at because I got none of that. <laughs> oh, Tony, stop with your cosmopolitan hatred. Stay there, my friend. Stay there once. And actually, uh, listen. And that's what that's what Dr. Uh, Dr. Taylor said. Yeah, Tony, Taylor, stop Taylor hating on Cosmopolitan. <laughs> Taylor and Bogan like to bust my balls for uh, still holding a, at this point, what must be close to a four or five year grudge against the <laughs> Cosmopolitan. Uh, but listen, for what it's worth, Taylor, beautiful picture. I mean, absolutely. The minute you start to see that that sun come up, it looks like a it looks like an over easy egg with that big oh. orange ball right there. I mean, it's it was a gorgeous image. It's unfortunate, you know, that he had to take it from such a terrible. It is not your. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I don't need this. None of this. So. No, nicely done, Taylor. It was it was beautiful. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. Terrorists threaten Vegas. All right, see, first off, I want to say... It's not cool, man. All right? You can blow up <laughs> fucking major cities and train stations and shit like that, but not my recreational choices. All right? Now you're crossing the line, ISIL, sis, dudes, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever you call yourselves yeah. now. A video showed up on YouTube appearing to insinuate that San Francisco and Las Vegas are targets for future terrorist attacks. However, police from both cities don't consider these to be credible threats to the cities, just a video to inspire lone nuts. That being said, police are reminding visitors to report any suspicious activity to authorities. In fucking Vegas, right? Any suspicious activity? Yeah, there's never any of that. <laughs> we should just constantly call them. They said we should just constantly let you guys know whenever anything's weird. This is weird. There's another random bag on Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, I know I just saw the, the chick drop it because she was hammered, right. but there's still but a random hammered. bag That's kind of weird. Oh, no, wait. Homeless guy ran over and stole it. Never mind. I know. <laughs> that's right. But that's you know also what? weird. He's taking one for the team if it blows up. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they don't need any bomb squad. They just call the homeless guys call over. Homeless hey, whatever you find in there, you can keep. That's right. There may be food, maybe booze. Who knows? Maybe drugs, maybe Magical. cash. You it never know. Crockpot. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. FBI also have not commented on the video's validity, which is common when videos are actually credible. <laughs> yeah. But what are they going to say, honestly? Are they going to be like, going, terrorists are coming, stay at home. Don't come to Vegas. <laughs> I mean, hey, what else are they going to say? I played Rainbow Six. I know how this game ends. It's fine. I got it. <laughs> it, all, it all works out in the end. We have top-notch guys. We have top-notch guys on, on, on standby. 
All right, so uh, what's going on with the fountains at Wynn? Wynn's new fountain show quietly opened as the smallest of all the water features he's created at his property. Well, he's getting old. You know, the thing doesn't work the way it used to. <laughs> oh. More... <laughs> Allegedly. More similar to the version found in Macau, this baby Bellagio show is set to music and runs nonstop whenever it starts because details regarding it aren't exactly available at the property's website or really kind of anywhere, and it hasn't been written a whole lot about. Vegas Bright shared some pictures and got a video of the attraction in action. Huh. Wait, so hold on. So it runs nonstop from whenever it starts? Whenever it starts, it's not like Bellagio where they take like a 15-minute break and they start up. No, this just constantly works. Exactly like Bellagio, just a very tiny bit. Wait, hang on. The what, what was the, can, you, can you tell me the oh, music again that gets you, played in the background? You should have seen the hands the hand going. I have, I have no idea. Was just, going along with it. Actually, Jesus, now it sounds like what, that would have been the Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That's that, fantastic. I, it sounded to me like you were starting like... <laughs> but it is all this, the same kind of show tunes type shit, like that classic Broadway stuff and... But it's a tiny little fountain. Just a baby version. Yep. Tiny, tiny little fountain. It's really, yeah, it really is. <laughs> it probably has something to do with Wynn's bladder and his prostate problems. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fountains don't go as hard as they used to. That's right. So, uh, happy birthday. Caesars turns 50. Yeah, to celebrate their 50th anniversary, Caesars Palace is giving anyone with a 50th birthday a $50 food and beverage credit via their total rewards program. Now, that seems misleading because we're all going to have, well, I mean, unless you die before you're 50, but we're all going to have fucking, like, hey, I'm going to have one. I'm guessing it's just this year. Uh, Vegas Eater <laughs> reports they also plan to give out spontaneous room upgrades, free show tickets, comp meals and drinks, gift baskets, spawn and salon services, forum shop, gift cards, and more. During the anniversary weekend, August 5th and 6th, they will even have cake and a champagne toast. No word, hmm. on, no word on how you get in on that, because I can't imagine that cake serves all of those in Vegas at that time. But well, that's go. interesting. Did, is this, you know, the, the, the spontaneous room upgrades, the free shows, count meals, stuff like that, is that one day only? Is that on their actual 50th no, birthday? No, from my understanding, it's now that they've, like, we're working on the 50th anniversary celebration. Okay, here it is. From now on, we're just going to throw out some shit at the people. Huh. Yeah. Wait, hey, listen, kudos to them if this is a year-long, you know, endeavor. If they're doing this all year long where they're just randomly walking up to someone and saying, here's a gift card for 25 bucks, go nuts in the forum shops. Right. <laughs> go nuts. Go but nuts by, in one place you can shop. Buy a gelato. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so, uh, shocker, Hard Rock data breach again? Yeah, it happened again, not much more than a year after the last time. Hard Rock informed guests that stayed at their property or spent money at their restaurants or retail locations and used a credit card between October 27th of 2015 through March 21st of 2016, your privacy has been compromised. They discovered a malware breach during that time that targeted customer name, credit card numbers, expiration dates, and internal verification codes, which means this breach is ever worse than the one between September 3rd of 2014 and April 2nd of 2015, because in that one, the names weren't caught. They got everything this time. 
Well done on busting it, uh, catching it the first time and making sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, not, not only did it happen again, it was worse. Way worse. Yeah. Way to go, fucking hard. Are you trying to fail this bad? I know. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, oh, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't solve it the first time. Right. Well, now we're really gonna make you pay. Yeah, now it's kind of like, oh, you guys didn't really seem to take it seriously last time. So fuck you. Well, they probably looked right. at it and said, wait, this is all you did to upgrade your security? Oh, dude, you just made it easier. <laughs> all right. Let's go get him again. Well done. There are uh, some palace station expansion plans. Yeah, for some reason, after purchasing the Palms and renaming the company from Station Casinos to Red Rock Resorts, the company is making a major investment into one of their properties. Palace Station. The plan is to do these in phases, which is to say they aren't even sure about this. Step one, at a 9,099 square foot bingo hall. To be fair, this place was originally called Bingo Palace or Bingo Casino or something like that. Step two, build an additional 33,153 square feet of casino space, as well as a 14,446 square foot buffet, and an additional 11,005 square foot of space that two restaurants are going to end up setting up shop in. And to be fair, one of those is just going to be a relocation of the oyster bar that's already there. The other one is going to be a currently unnamed steakhouse, so they're, they're courting right now. Then they plan to replace the feast buffet upstairs with a boutique five-screen movie theater with a rooftop terrace and bar, as well as a 13,261-square-foot bowling alley. i got to say, I think I'm honestly just going to start rounding. I'm, I'm, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. you should. Although I will say, if, if the boutique movie theater is like you and I got to experience before, where it's you know, recliners and fucking high-end booze and food and shit, that'd be cool. Although yeah, it's still just for locals, let's be honest. Yeah, and you'd have to do it early in the day because otherwise you'd be falling asleep. But. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, the plan is to add a new 27-story, 606-room hotel tower that will replace their courtyard rooms. No word if the railroad theme is going to be completely ditched at the property, but Vegas Eater reports that there is no plans to continue the theme onto the new hotel tower, going instead for colored glass and metal panels. Despite all this reinvestment, there are no plans for the old tower. Perhaps learning from their new acquisition, they are considering adding a bar, a 5,000 plus square foot restaurant, and an almost 2,000 square foot outdoor terrace with views of the strip on top of the new hotel tower. No word when the project will begin or when they expect any of these phases to be completed. <laughs> so I did a little bit of math. Yeah. If you take a 27 story building with 606 rooms, that is approximately 22 rooms per floor. I thought of, I'm so glad you did the math because I thought about that when I first read it and I just didn't get around to doing the math, but I'm like, 27 floors and only 600 rooms? And and here's what's even more mind-boggling about that. That's only 11 rooms per side per floor. Because you know how the floors are all, or the rooms are always across the hall from each other. Right. So you're only getting 11 rooms, if you think about it, lengthwise on a floor. So how big must these rooms be, or how small? Or how, is how, how tower small is the yeah. tower? Yeah. Huh. That is interesting, because I can't imagine Palace Station is in desperate need of a shit ton of suites. Right, yeah, no shit. Huh. Have you ever been out there, by the way, you guys? I have, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's an okay. Yeah, I mean, it it, it truly reminds me of a locals casino. Oh, hardcore, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a bingo hall that just exploded into a casino and hotel and everything else. <laughs> so there's some mind freak hate mail going on. Vegas Bright shared. Mark, what did you do? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> Vegas Bright shared a hilarious piece of hate mail they received from a quote professional entertainer in Chris Angel's new Mind Freak show in response to one of their writers' negative review. It is so good that I'd like to read it to you line by line so I can mock it. Wait, so hold on. So so this was something somebody that's performing in Chris Angel's show yes. wrote responding to a negative re- review. That Yes, that one of the writers on Vegas Bright did. Okay, so Vegas Bright wrote a negative review. One of the performers in Chris Angel's show wrote Res- back. Responded. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure I had that straight. Sorry. Now, let's start by saying this was sent by, quote, wow, and gave a fake email address of wow at yahoo.com. Which, first of all, how old is this asshole that he's making Yahoo his default? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> just, I'm surprised he didn't try Hotmail. Right. <laughs> or or AOL. <laughs> you all, and you also always got to respect when somebody has the balls to say something anonymously. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Oh, the digital courage the meek and small-minded get to hide behind. I'm already going to call it. It was Chris Angel that wrote it. (laughs) I don't think think even Chris Angel is this monosyllabic. Oh, awesome. But uh, uh, you ruined a joke that I was doing. It was really big. I was mocking somebody. (laughs) So start over and cut it out. No, because you did a good thing, and then now I feel it's too late. (laughs) All right, so this is what he writes. It's unfortunate that Sam Masur can't respect or appreciate hard work and determination. See, I was I was not aware that hard work and determination means that what you've created is good. So I'm, I'm already learning something. Sentence one, Karen. I'm already learning something. Got it. Yeah. I'm a professional entertainer in Chris Angel's new show. Well, thank goodness, because I am sick and tired of hearing from fucking amateurs. <laughs> I am a professional and have worked hard to get where I am today. So just in case you missed it in the first two sentences, just to reiterate. He said it again. He's a professional and he works really hard. So I hope we're all on the same page now because clearly two. How do you write two sentences that start, I am a professional? Second sentence, I am a professional. Wait, the first one, hold on. He said, I apostrophe M, I'm. The second one, he said, I am. I am, fair enough. <laughs> Two separate words. Completely. Now he sense. means it. Let, let's put them together. To be fair to this idiot, let's put them together. I'm a professional entertainer in Chris Angel's new show. I am a professional and have worked hard to get where I am today. No, still is stupid. Still is stupid. All right, moving on. I've been in numerous highly rated shows on the Strip. Well, good, because I was about to challenge your claims. I mean, but thanks for clearing, or clarifying that you, the, these unnamed shows were all highly, highly rated. Highly rated, yeah. On fairness, I've been in a few uh, highly rated shows on the Strip. I didn't star in them, but I was in the audience. Does that count? I think it does. <laughs> I mean, right. it's, it's about as clear. It's about as clear. It's just about. The cast and crew worked extremely hard on this revival, and the talent in the show is beyond words. Again, not sure why hard work and talent automatically equals a good show. I mean, you're basically describing every single professional sporting team 
and only a few of them get to go to the playoffs, let alone actually win anything. So just because you try really hard and you've got talent doesn't mean you don't make absolute shit. Chris Angel now has a show that is him. Of course, still under Cirque du Soleil, but nonetheless, more of his mind. Oh, hold on, I get, I, I'm, not, I'm not giving the proper inflection. I apologize. Watch your ears, folks. Yeah. Chris now has a show that is him, of course, under Cirque du Soleil, but nonetheless, more of his mind freak show. Shouty capitals. Yeah. So you're saying if it isn't good, this is all Chris's fault, is what I'm reading into this at this point. Well, apparently this guy doesn't think that much of Cirque. He, he's more happy to just be under Chris's, you know, whatever. Vestalage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The best part's coming. <laughs> My fiance is a highly profile performer in Vegas and told me about Semisur or Sam Masur. Sorry, buddy. I, I, you know, <laughs> why would you ever put that in a fucking letter? But on top of that, I'm surprised he didn't put something like my very sexy fiance or highly rated as hot, <laughs> you know, fiance. <laughs> I was starting to get concerned that their feedback wasn't unbiased. Well, so my, glad my question clarified. is, what exactly did the fiance tell him? Oh, about this review. Because so he can't read. Yeah, the fiance must follow Vegas Bright. Mm. Right. Yeah. Oh, here, here comes his, his uh, synopsis. I am appalled at this article and can't believe someone would stoop so low to judge every single ounce of our production. Are you, are you familiar with how a review works? I mean, <laughs> okay. An opinion is one thing, but this is outrageous. I, all right, to even piggyback on that, I would argue that that's what's called a good review. Because he didn't just say, this show sucks. He explained why this show sucks. That does make it a better yeah. review. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I am honored to be in Mind Freak Live! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, we, didn't, we didn't give a warning on that one, folks. Which Sorry. I, I, turned <laughs> yeah. I turned away. I don't remember the review verbatim, but I don't recall it saying that professional formers that have been in you know, numerously highly rated shows should be ashamed of working on the show, but you know, maybe I'm just understanding words better than this guy. Maybe Sam Masur is just jealous. Oh, fuck. I can't believe I didn't preface this. He's going to end this in the best way he could possibly end this. Maybe Sam Masur is just jealous he's not in or a part of this show or that Chris doesn't know him. <laughs> listen, listen. My life is not complete if Chris Angel doesn't know who I, know. I am. Is that not the douchiest way to end any letter or statement or comment or Somehow any? I have a feeling whoever this this professional is who's been in many highly rated shows i have a feeling that if he and chris were the same club together chris wouldn't necessarily chris would invite like him over to his uh exclusive bottle service vip yeah, area chris respects you and the distance between the two of you chris is like i will pay you to do what i pay you to do stay over there and don't talk to me hey chris hey chris that's a good show man <laughs> He's in like a little puppy dog. Hey, Chris, Chris, yeah. did I do good? Did I do good? Did I do good? <laughs> the one thing I will say, personally, whenever I don't like something, whether it be a show, food, weather, it's because I'm jealous that I'm not a part of it. <laughs> or that someone I don't care about doesn't know me. <laughs> uh, well, you can say that for you. That's not me personally. But... Oh, it, you, don't, you don't feel no. that s same sort of frustration no. when the weather is bad and you're like going, oh, well, no, I wish but... we would just hang out more together, nature. I wish you liked me. No. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I do feel that way about some chefs. You know, Rick Moon and I got a little pissy because, you know, he, he wouldn't stop by our table, but everybody else's. It's all right. But no. Um, I, I think you're the exception to the rule, Karen. I think <laughs> we are. <laughs> Whenever I'm upset about something, it's because I'm jealous of it. <laughs> Almost without totally. without exception. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's it's the height of douchery. Like, when have I ever shared? First of all, well, actually, I've always shared hate mail on this show because I think it's hilarious. But <laughs> Vegas Bright is not common at doing this. But I read it. and I'm like, this is phenomenal. I literally want to rip on every single fucking sentence. So, so here's the worst part about it. So obviously, Vegas Bright is you know has a forum. He's out there. He gives his opinion. He's very specific as to why. Him and his writers. Yes. Please understand. The, yeah. the writers, but Vegas Bright, they're all out there. They right. do that. This asshole idiot and that's what I'm saying I, I think Chris Angel wrote it I will put that out there I think he wrote it because you go from an anonymous account you don't name who you are but you try to make yourself sound oh so important if you're so important why are you hiding I, behind I, I anonymity I don't believe that it is Chris Angel but uh, largely well, obviously because I'm being most I, I, facetious I read Sam Masur's review and he was awesome at going and then this two couple comes out they do this thing that's not fucking funny and they swear a lot and they're idiots and they're doing so he literally dissected this thing so, so I obviously he you, called out some part of the show that's that this, exactly what this it is highly uh what, what, how does he refer to himself uh, well, uh, he's he's a professional he's entertainer a hard, who's a hard been worker and a, a, work. a hard worker and been in numerous highly rated shows yeah. Professional entertainer, professional, worked hard to get where he is. Yeah. All, all the things Been we just said. Been in numerous highlights. Yep, yep, all, all yep. the things we I just said. I wanted to make sure we didn't miss anything. But yeah, no, so he obviously called out something specific that, that this guy did. That's, and and that's he can't... Point. How lame are you that you... And I love the fact... You're an entertainer. You, part yeah. of your job is people aren't going to like what you're right. doing. It's just part of it. it. It's like reading... Okay, so if you're on Broadway and you read a rad, bad review... You don't write an anonymous letter to the person that did the review and tell them how bad they, how stupid they are. I would argue this letter single-handedly discredits the the moniker that he's a professional because being a professional is taking negative criticism. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. What a fucking. Tool. And if you're gonna if you're gonna argue back point for point, or you know just. Be man up, be yourself, or woman up and be yourself. I totally agree. That's what I was prefacing all of this. Like the, the, the internet and its anonymity and its, its that's its, what I mean. It's so much bullshit. It, it, it is. It's how somebody how the meek, says something mean about me, hurt my feelings. Yeah, how how the meek hide behind digital anonymity to spew venom and hate and judge those amongst us they feel not worthy, but don't have the fucking balls to go. Yeah, I said it. By the way, I said it. It's worthless. And, and let's be honest, the review he's bitching about, the guy gave his fucking name. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yeah. You know, I think this guy could, this uh, individual here, this professional performer, could have... Hardworking professional performer. Yeah, forgive me. I don't want to denigrate it, anything about this guy. I, it, I don't it, need this immature, email from him. Immature professional performer oh, at best. I would love to hear him go head to head with Mark. That oh, would I, be funny. Oh, I, I, I dare. <laughs> oh, I, it, whatever words I can possibly say to encourage you to <laughs> dare to reach out to me. Oh, I would literally have a phone conversation with this fucking idiot. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I think he would have, it would have behooved him to have given it 24 hours after he read it to first just have calmed down because you can tell he wrote this. Well, you mean to have it, have it read to him because it's pretty clear he can't read. 
But, oh, fine. But it would have been interesting if he would have, look, let me get straight to the point, which is to say that, had he actually responded back with something uh, detailed, much like what Sam Masur had, had provided right. in his review, It'd be an entirely different story if he was like, "Listen, it took the it took this in particular individual, you know, six weeks to be able to master the uh, this aspect, you know, that sort of thing." Then it would have been, "Oh, well, you know what? You've you've helped me kind of see some of the behind the scenes stuff on it." But to be able to just, you know, I am appalled at this article and can't believe someone would stoop so low to judge. I mean, it just. To me, it just it's it's over the top. The email is over. The response is over the top. I, I get I get your point. Yeah, I get your point. But I, the the funny thing I was going to say is, oh, okay, so it took him six weeks weeks to master a skill that was ultimately lame and stupid yeah, and didn't make I don't any really sense. Give a shit to so see. I understand it was difficult. I'm glad you worked really hard. It wasn't entertaining. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> you worked really hard. That means you should get what you want. All right. Can we move on? Can we move from one tool to another? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So Vince Neal, shocker, makes poor decisions. <laughs> Vince Neal has been charged with misdemeanor battery after allegedly assaulting an autograph seeker in Vegas last April. Apparently, Neal and Nicholas Cage were hanging out. <laughs> it's a douche convention. <laughs> were hanging out at Aria when a female attempted to interrupt them and ask for Cage's autograph. Neal responded by pulling the woman to the ground by her hair. This caused the two to leave the property, and at one point, Cage restrained Neil to stop the situation from escalating any further. This was outside and promptly captured by paparazzi or you know any tool with a cell phone at this point. But the inside shit that happened was caught by a surveillance video. If convicted, Neil faces a max sentence of six months in jail. No fucking way in hell he actually gets convicted of anything. This is going to be a fine and some community service because despite the monstrous fat piece of shit that Vince Neal is, uh, the rules don't apply to him, Tony. Listen, uh, um... I, Not to judge this, fat people at all. I just don't like him, is the point. No, 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 no. I, no, nobody nobody meant it in. Nobody interpreted that as a... As a I know. You know. I, know. <laughs> I just didn't want, yeah. pe I, I didn't want fat people to go, hey, come on, don't relate me to Vince Neal. Come on. Like, no, I, no, 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 no. Vince Neal is... is personally just a in my opinion complete waste of like oxygen like i'm just pissed off he's sucking he's up my disgusting. own oxygen yeah. so it's just um I, I don't understand why he hasn't been found in his own pool of vomit having overdose <laughs> proof there is no god tony proof uh, there you is know no what god. I'm, I, I, I'm starting to come around starting to come around all right <laughs> so let's talk about some of the nfl stadium drama as the tourist committee continues to mull over the domed stadium project, they requested solid details on the stadium's location, and the floodgates were then let loose. Previously, it was believed to be a done deal to be located on the 42 acres owned by UNLV on Tropicana Avenue and Koval. But this question has opened up the floodgates, which I just said, and I probably could have written better. Uh, is that, Jesus Christ, I can't even say rope, but <laughs> my God. Or, or speak, or speak it better. All right, let's just move on and accept that I really fumbled that one. Ah, but it's football. There he is. Now Red Rock uh, Resorts and their large parcel of land on the other side of Tropicana is in the mix, part of which is currently home to Wild Wild West Casino. Do you even know where that is, Tony? I, I, no. Yeah, I didn't even know that's where it was. It, 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 it almost is. I, I know Karen didn't come along with me. Tony, it is literally... 
a dive bar, maybe slightly bigger than than an Outback Steakhouse. But instead of a lot of dining tables, they have gaming tables in it. And the booths still have, you know, you can still sit where the booths are and get food, but it's it's tiny. Oh, and there's a Motel 6 attached to it. Hey, I'd already be willing to eat there before an Outback Steakhouse, so (laughs) it sounds like we got a winner. But they aren't the only one in contention. MGM wants it on the Strip, on the festival grounds where they held Rock and Rio last year. And... Even the old Riviera site that the LVCBA is in the process of destroying so they could build a new convention center is in the mix. All this in the wake of a proposed restructuring of the taxpayer contribution to the project that was met with less than enthusiastic response from the Sands Raiders Majestic Realty Company group who proposed the 42-acre lot on Tropicana and Cobalt. I love that they went for this major power play like going, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna try and bring hockey in here. We're gonna do it. Oh, but you no know, public funding for you with the T-Mobile Arena. You guys do all that. We're gonna do all this. We think taxpayers should help us out. Do it. It's gonna be on this site. Like going, yeah, but we don't think the taxpayers should pay as much. We're like, oh, 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 oh. can we get a little more details on the site? We have ideas. We have ideas. And everybody, like right now, like the last I heard, the number one contender isn't that spot anymore. Now it's it's the uh, Red Rock Resorts because of how removed it is from the Strip and yet how still close it is. And yet on the other side, they're drooling over the idea of like, going, can you imagine putting it on the old El Rancho site, that giant space of land, putting a giant fucking football stadium, dome football stadium on the Las Vegas Strip? Yeah, I can't visualize where any of these sites are, so I can't really help with this conversation. <laughs> Do you remember? And of course, I don't care. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I do find it funny that when they finally say, "So where do you think this is going to be?" and all of a sudden, all these different options pop up, and everybody's got an opinion. Where do you want to go? I mean, it's kind of crazy. All, all they did was a slight. Uh, uh, you don't know. We have ideas. <laughs> it's like way to go, dicks. Well, so, it's certainly very telling what they think of their rock in Rio, if that's where they're so willing to give up that land ooh, to that's build very telling. a football stadium. Although, to be fair, it's a multi-billion dollar a year venture as opposed to your, your little concert stadium that you're like, oh, it's going to host all these shows. But just one so far. But wasn't, I'm sorry, wasn't the spot where they hosed rock in Rio like on the north end of the strip? Yep. Like the desolate. In, in a gigantic open lot. Yep. So it's kind of already cleared for that. Huh. And it, wait, so it's, okay, that? There would be nothing. It, basically, they would have SLS across the street, uh, the new Lucky Dragon right there, Palace Station. They're expanding a little bit further down. And, you know, Stratosphere's uh, a, a brief walk. Hmm. Well, and to, you know what, Where how it might help also in your mind's eye, Karen, is if in Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. It would also be across the street from, although it may have closed down now, that world's largest gift shop yep. that used to be right there at the corner. Yep. Does right. that help at all, Karen? Yeah, no, that's what I thought it oh, was. But I was okay, just like, okay. it just seems like a weird spot. Isn't that like just north of, of Circus Circus? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you, but you know exactly where it is. Okay. Guess, who know, guess who owns all that land, too? Yeah. Acres and acres and acres. Plenty that could just be wiped out. They expand the whole thing. Oh, Boom. parking lot. That would be uh, Build a parking garage for that instead of Circus Circus. I know. How hilarious would that be? Like going, so we were talking about expanding Circus Circus, but then we were like, why don't we just make it a parking lot? 
<laughs> for this gigantic football right, stadium. For the stadium. I do that. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> that is the one time I think you could argue that they did not pave paradise just to put up a parking lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's move on to prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but just with bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, our friends at Vegas Bright are reporting that due to the asbestos situation in the Monte Carlo Tower, it's taking longer to deal with than they had anticipated. As such, the implosion of the Riviera's final tower has been delayed. No word exactly on how long, but it's believed to only be a couple days, moving from the 14th to likely the 16th of August. I like to say they reported that before I read it anywhere else. So. Nice. And they reported it directly to me because that's how close we are. <laughs> <laughs> that was douchey. I apologize. I, I've been hanging out with that professional entertainer too much. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas advisor reported that Wahlburgers Vegas has finally opened, albeit a soft opening, at Bally's Grand Bazaar. They started serving burgers on Sunday, June 26th. In bullshit rumor news that will never happen for dozens of reasons, David McKee is reporting that MGM is considering imploding Excalibur and replacing it with a higher-end resort due to its proximity to T-Mobile Arena. Considering they are already renovating Monte Carlo into that concept, already talked about adding retail to the outdoor space, are building a new parking structure for T-Mobile Arena on-site, and it's the only low-end option they have in their strip portfolio because Circus Circus doesn't even count. It's not an M-Life member. This will never ever fucking happen <laughs> ever ever that's a long time okay but it's, that's fair enough obviously everything gets imploded well, in vegas at one maybe, point maybe just not in a million years right like, like you originally wrote yeah not but even not but even this yeah even then um regarding that like um, it's definitely gonna happen for 30 years it won't happen for 30 years <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after his recent residency ended at the property, it was announced that Mike Tyson's Undisputed Truth has had its residency extended by 24 dates starting September 28th through and including October 23rd at the Brad Garrett Comedy Club, which is at MGM Grand. However, tickets are not available to purchase at this time. I'll be honest, I would totally see that show. Uh, you know... We're talking about a guy that was at the peak of his profession and fell to about as low as you can possibly get. And now... And, and has a face tattoo. What has, but yeah, but it, it is a cool one. It's not mine. Uh, of all the face tattoos I've ever seen, it's the coolest one I've ever seen. Here's what's... But, guys, hang on, though. And, and I'm willing for you to convince me otherwise. But at the end of the day, this guy is a convicted rapist who did prison time. Mm -hmm. What do you think would be the reaction if the Stanford College swimmer kid got his own show on Las Vegas, on the Las Vegas Boulevard. Wow, I don't. I, I guess I just don't quite understand the. It's it's like people are okay. And listen, hey, being a good criminal defense attorney like I am, it is my job to say <laughs> people are allowed to have a second chance. He went to prison. He served his debt to you know society. He comes out and he I, he has to make a career. But doesn't it kind of seem like we've just glossed over that whole thing? But here, here's the difference between him and the Stanford rapist. And I'm just going to put it out there. Number one, he was the best boxer I, it's, he's on the plane. It was what he did. And I'm not saying that he's better than Muhammad Ali or he's any of those guys. But what he did, nobody had ever done ever How before. he was knocking people out and doing everything else. I mean, this guy was like a fucking car. It was, was ridiculous. Right. That was number one. Number two, he had a very... 
messy public private relationship meltdown with Robin Gibbons. And so, and so that just added to the whoa, there's something freaky going on. Emotionally out. fragile as fuck too. Then at number three, you've had a guy that has completely lost his mind and lost his millions all in one shot. And then number four, he was willing to come back and make an. I, I, the, I, the first hangover, he was, it, it was entertaining. The second hanger, uh, hangover, where he comes out and he's singing, I, I mean, come that's on. That's a guy embracing, going, I got a weird voice. You guys like me. And so everybody thinks I'm crazy. So we'll just so, the difference I think is that Mike Tyson has a history of. For lack of a better word, and it's going to sound, or better phrase, it's going to sound awful, but being a train wreck that you just can't help watching. But but not that, because I hate those kind of fucking reality shows. What's great about Mike Tyson is he was amazing. And he had about as bad of a fall as you could possibly have. Yeah, hell, he got off a guy's ear. Imagine Michael Jordan. And then think of the worst things he could possibly do. Yeah, he did. And then try to just... I mean, at some point, it's not like he came back and he's like, I'm going to fight again. I mean, he did come back and fight, but it was it was. But yeah, no, he he seems to realize that I, well, I, I'm like a crazy whack job and everybody but where knows he it, is so. now. This show is him going, oh, yeah, I went from like, oh, I'm nobody. Oh, my God. Now I'm the greatest guy ever. Now I'm fucking out of my fucking mind. I assure you. He, he broaches the topic of whatever happened that night, whether it's technically rape, whether it's actual, who cares? It doesn't matter. The point is, this is a guy that was at the peak, couldn't have fallen any lower, and now just admits, like, Jesus Christ, I was and, fucked in the head. And to I was that point, drugs. Tony, on... to, your, to your question, nobody knows anything about the Stanford rapist except he's a Stanford rapist. Yeah. So I think that's the difference in why you do right. the show. Let me get. Let me take one more swing at this pinata, and then I swear we'll move on because we got a lot. Right, we got a lot more prop bets here. But so, do you think the best thing then that Bill Cosby could do is just fall on the sword, cop a plate, and then twenty years from now he can, he'll be back doing stand-up comedy? Then well, no, because twenty, no, 20 he, years from now he'll be like ninety-seven years old. So and, and on top of that, Mike Tyson was accused of raping one person. Um, <laughs> Bill Cosby is accused of drugging and raping dozens. Not raping, sexually assaulting. Regardless. What, what happened in Mike, uh, Mike Tyson's case, for all intents and purposes, is, but let's say in a worst-case scenario, that night got out of fucking hand. The guy's never been accused of it before or since. He got into a Except fucked by up situation. Well, no, she said he got physical with him, but there was no rape well, thing there. Well, physical. if you're married, you can't rape your wife. That's well, her job. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but no, to your point, it, it's not like... He's like this guy has just had a track record of, of you know raping women and and violence you know and uh, just I mean I obviously he's a boxer so violence is somehow implied but the, the whole rape thing it's not like he was a serial rapist it could be argued in a worst case scenario that this guy just things got out of fucking hand that night and he was on drugs at the time he already admits it so we're basically talking about a, a super professional one of the greatest athletes of, of his time becoming a, a Fucked up mind freak. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, did Mike Tyson write this? But, <laughs> but he was also a hardcore. So imagine an a, a super athlete becoming a massive drug addict, getting into a shitload of trouble, and then losing everything. I think a better comparison. Cleaning his life up and Or forward. a better question to ask in comparison, Tony, was would we pay OJ Simpson for a show on the strip? Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. But then again, that's murder. It's murder to people. Yeah. Huh. Brutally with his hands. But he didn't didn't admit that he did it. So at least right. Tyson's like, I, I got it. Anyway. Uh, okay. 
The point could be argued either way. See, this is what's fun about our show. We delve deep into sociological arguments <laughs> about what is or isn't technically appropriate. Yeah. But I like it. We're fun. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Frankie Marino's show at Planet Hollywood couldn't even last long enough for our affiliate to give tickets away to it. That was in the works. That was in the works. In total, he proposed. Tw- in total, I'm getting there. <laughs> nope, he, that's move on now. <laughs> he performed 28 shows over five weeks. His original planned six-day-a-week schedule was cut back to five after the first week <laughs> and down to two towards the end. Hmm. The domestic terrorists, known as the Atlantic City Union, proudly announced hang that... Hang on, hang on. Can, let me interrupt you real quick. Let, I, I've got another sociological observation. Ooh, I'm, a, I'm ready for it. I'm fired up after the last one. Do you think the reason why Frankie Marino's show isn't doing as well as it used to and it's bounce, it's just it's going from one casino to another trying to find uh, an audience is because in 2016, with everything that's going on in our society as it relates to bathrooms and gay marriage and transgendered issues and things like that, that it's no longer, that either people feel uncomfortable going to watch this or that it's just not anything anymore. Why would they feel uncomfortable? I don't know much about this show. Okay, so I was going to ask, what is his show? Isn't he a, I think he's a female impersonator. No, 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 no. You're thinking of, uh, 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 damn it. It's not Frankie Marino. It's, um... Uh, uh, the guy that used to play at Riviera, I don't know where else he is. He's uh, oh, he he played Joan Rivers. Comedian? No, Frankie Marino is the guy that fucking did the. Uh, he does voices. He's like the next. No, it's not even that. Frankie Marino is the guy that was at Stratosphere that was basically like playing the piano with his feet, and he's like, "Oh, I'm an old school showman. Yeah, singing." Bah. That's Frankie Marino. Well, we're just going to confirm that real quick as I'm here at FrankieMarino.com. I assure you, I worked with our fucking sponsor. But wait, so hold on. Here's the sad thing. Is Tony and I are both like, what the hell does he do? Exactly. Because he thought he was a female impersonator. I thought he was a guy that was like sang and did voices. I think you... I think I used the wrong name. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Frankie Marino. It's Frank Marino. (laughs) No, no. No, look at no, right no, you're Frankie right. Frankie Marino live at Stratosphere. And it's yeah, him no, doing you're his right. old he, fucking show. I think you're right. I think he's just a musician. And... No, to your point, Frank Marino is a female impersonator that does, oh, okay. that does, uh, Joan Rivers is what he's famous for. Frankie yes. Marino is a guy that's supposed to be like a high energy version of, of Sinatra, like, like a slightly less douchey version of Matt Goss. Oh, oh, all right. So that is ultimately why I believe it failed, because, like, who gives a shit? And and to be honest, right. why was he a success at Stratosphere? Because what the fuck else are you going to do at Stratosphere after you do the, yeah. the fucking, uh, 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 you know, thrill rides or whatever? Yeah. Oh, here and I really was excited to go on another deep sociological oh. argument of people are now like, oh, it's a man dressed as a woman. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so this article, granted, it's from April, but I think it's from right before he um, he did the new show at Planet Hollywood. The headline says, Frankie Marino tries to balance art and showbiz in the new show. Yeah. And basically, he, you gotta was, say, he was when he was at Stratosphere, he was on a band yeah, stand like a big stage. Band. Oh, yeah, it was a big band. It was a whole spectacle. And, but now, apparently, the show at Planet Hollywood had moving parts. Like a, a Newman microphone that rises up in an elevator through a trap door. There's cars and video 
panels. It's and, not like he invested money in. He's not yeah, any and of that it didn't back. didn't really <laughs> go over very well. Yeah, I so. honestly just think that when you put this on the strip, where there are other good options to go to. Who gives a shit? It's easy when it when something's off strip or I'm well let's be honest, Stratosphere is basically off strip at this point. That you're like going, Oh, it's kinda successful and it lasted a couple years, but you know, yeah. Put it in with real entertainment, you're like, Yeah, we don't really give a shit about those. Or one last observation, cool. people like myself thought that he was Frank Marino. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we're like, like, I don't care about that. Or alternatively, they thought they were Frank Marino and they're like, Well, Where's your dress? Right. Put on a dress. <laughs> you beat me to it. That was what I was going to say. Like, who the fuck are the... I thought Joe Ray was going to be here. It's ridiculous. Okay. All right. The domestic terrorists known as the Atlantic City Union proudly announced that they reached an agreement with Caesars Entertainment and Tropicana before the 4th of July holiday. However, they were unable to with Carl Icahn, so they made good on their threat to strike against the Taj Mahal. I'm also fine. owned by Carl Icahn, by the way. Yeah, that's that's why I said earlier that they were unable to reach an agreement with Carl Icahn. You know, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but it is good to reiterate because we hate unions and Carl Icahn, so the idea that the two of them are battling and may kill each other. Who do we hate more here? Right. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Seems like a win-win to me, Tony. Um, no, 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 sorry. What I meant to say was Carl Icahn also owns the Tropicana. Oh shit, I didn't know that. I I am 99.9% .9 confident I read that earlier this In Atlantic week. Atlantic City, I, the Atlantic City yeah, Tropicana. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Exactly. And they the said that no, no, was definitely a, um, the, the, the verbiage that one of the union goons used was that it, the offer from the Taj was a shadow of what they got from uh, Caesars Entertainment and Tropicana. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Vegas Eater is reporting that Cornerstone Steakhouse is taking over the space formerly home to the Cortez Room. The Cornerstone Group is the company behind Michael Jordan's various restaurant failures. That might be a little... It's a bit harsh. ...edification. Yeah. Uh, but it's expected to open in August. Mark, I have no clue where is the Cortez Room. Yeah, I realized as I was reading this, I'm like, oops, forgot to say where it is. This is the Gold Coast. Oh. Now it's technically in our wheelhouse. Did you, um, I'm, I have to imagine you did, unless you guys didn't move to Chicago until after it had closed down. Did you ever eat at the Michael Jordan restaurant? We did not. No. Oh, no. And to be honest with you, this was research. I don't know what the fuck the Cornerstone Group is. I've tried researching the shit out of them. I, I don't know what the steakhouse is. It's never existed before. The only thing I could find that was Cornerstone Group that was somehow affiliated with food did like four of Michael Jordan's restaurants, which by the way, he's got like two in fucking Mohegan Sun. So it isn't like he's failed completely. Just maybe that one in Chicago isn't still there. Although according to their website, it is still there. So who fucking No, knows? the one in Chicago's closed. That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. So I don't know, maybe that website's old as fuck. Who knows? Basically, there's a steakhouse called Cornerstone that's fucking opening. Do they exist now? Are they going to invent themselves? Who fucking knows? That's where they're going to be. Well, just because they're the company behind Michael Jordan's doesn't mean this is a Michael Jordan-affiliated restaurant. This could be a brand-new steakhouse that they're putting in with that's their name on it. That's what I thought it was, because they didn't have anything that referenced Cornerstone before. They had done steakhouses and done stuff like that, but nothing had been yet. So. Yeah, but come on. In Chicago, if Michael Jordan's name is on it, 
if you can't keep a restaurant open with Michael Jordan's name on it in Chicago, the food must not be very good. I There's was going to say wrong with that restaurant. Yeah, between the service and the food, it, I mean, it was in downtown Chicago. There's another restaurant that replaced it, so it wasn't like the location was the issue. Right. But I think there was a bigger draw maybe when Michael was there, was, yeah. was there or not so far removed from there that there was always a chance you were going to see him. Or at least in your head, that's what you thought. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I think after that, it just... I, I don't know. I've never heard anyone say that you had to go eat at Michael Jordan's restaurant for the food. That's a good point. The whole time we were there. Although, to be so. fair, I am checking Mohegan uh, Sun's site right now. He does still have two restaurants there. Okay. Good for Huh. Well, th- th- does that surprise anybody? I assume he lost his downtown Chicago restaurant, probably just some golfing debt that he had. <laughs> so um, does it shock you that he's got two restaurants in a casino? Tony, They're like, hey, we, we need you to put your name on these restaurants. That's, so, what, uh, Tony, that's what you his, owe us. His personal wealth is over a billion, and he does own the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> so I think he's doing okay. I'm skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tony? I think I'm going to need to see some financials, sir. <laughs> Vital Vegas reports Hell's Kitchen winner Scott Cummings is building the menu for the, quote, Freedom Beat restaurant at Downtown Grand that is to replace Stuart and Ogden. So the student of my nemesis is taking over. I don't. I, I think it's a survivor. I wouldn't call him the, the student. I'd call him the, yeah, the survivor. Yeah, but you volunteered to be a part of that, which I automatically lose respect for you just for doing. Whatever. Slots of Fun now has four mini bowling lanes. And we know that thanks to our friend Vital Vegas. Can you imagine? Like they're. <laughs> you mean, wait, hold on. You mean ski ball lanes? No, no. They're actual bowling lanes about maybe a third, half, half the size of. of, of uh, this just sounds like a disaster. I agree. <laughs> you know why? Because some assholes are going to get drunk and they're going to try throwing the bowling I ball overhand. Totally. Or, or, or at <laughs> someone else. Or throwing themselves down the, the lane. Yeah. This is way shorter. I can totally make that. Yeah. I, <laughs> my, and the only thing I could think is it's it's somehow something to make your kids do while you, you know, as a shitty parent, gamble. But this is, this is just ill-advised. Yeah. This is something I would actually try. I'm kind of a dork. I, I think I dig this. The Golden Nugget is offering behind-the-scenes tour of their Shark Tank every Wednesday at 1.30 for $40 a person. You know, it's funny. I'm not sure if it's news because it's been around for a while, but I didn't fucking know they did that. I didn't either, and I, I would I'd probably pay 40 bucks just because you guys, I'm sure. It's a cool tank, cool. man. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the tank looks like. They have a fucking <laughs> slide that goes right through it. Yeah. They have fucking sharks in it. Okay. I mean, it's like living Jaws 3D. Right? There's like- about four <laughs> listeners that are going to get that right. Oh, my God. I need to hang out with you more, Tony. Uh, now that Mermaids has closed, Vegas Eater did a public service by reminding you where you can still find deep-fried Twinkies. Those places would be the Double Barrel at Roadhouse, although they have the bullshit entertainment tax, so we don't recommend that you go there. And New York, New York, Shake Shack, and Debris. Debris. DB Brazier at Venetian. Yeah. Wait, a place at Venetian know, has right? deep fried Twinkies? I was waiting. I was like, how long is it going to take this woman to react to that? Well, and that's the fact that Shake Shack has them. I don't have any respect for them. Well, I don't either, but I just, it, huh? Yeah. But no, some place at, at Venetian has deep fried Twinkies. That just, that seems <laughs> wrong. And lastly, Vital Vegas reports that the art bar, possibly the coolest thing that they have at downtown Grand, has been temporarily turned into a restaurant while the property continues renovations on the new restaurant they're working on. All right, that's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to Vegas deals. 
All right, it's been a while since we've done this, but this week in Vegas deals, or this time in Vegas deals, or however you want to do it, we are partnering with Caesars Entertainment to bring you comped and discounted tickets to some of their shows in residency. Today, we are featuring Paul Zierden at Planet Hollywood. Paul Zierden is the season 10 winner of America's Got Talent and is described as the ventriloquist for the South Park generation. He performs daily in the Planet Hollywood showroom Tuesday through Sunday at 4 and 7 p.m., and tickets will run you $51 to $106. If you're interested in getting comp tickets to see Paul Zierden, you just need to be going to Vegas in the next three months and willing to do an audio review of the show from your phone and send it into our show so we can share it with our listeners. If you qualify, send us an email with your name and the show that you're interested in seeing. We'll throw it into a drawing, and at the end of the month, we'll select a winner. Those that don't win will get a promo code for $20 off tickets to the show if you're still interested in attending. Again, if you use the promo code to purchase the tickets, we just want you to record a review from your phone and send it in to us to plan the show. You'll support the show by using the promo code, and your review will make our sponsors happy because you're going to be talking about their show. All right, so that's going to do it for Vegas Deals. Let's move on to Coming Attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you are going to a concert or an event in Las Vegas or really anywhere in the world, you should treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Yay, got it right the first time. <laughs> Soul Asylum is performing at the yard at Top Golf in Vegas. No. At the yard. Ah, see, you lost it. <sighs> Soul, Soul Asylum. <laughs> Soul Asylum. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Christ, they're words. Really? For a living. This, this from you, I don't read shit for a living. I just talk because I know usually know what the hell I'm talking about and know it or think about it more than five minutes before. Nah, where's the fun in that? Soul Asylum is performing... At the Yard at Top Golf Vegas on Friday, July 22nd. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 20 bucks. No, the, ma- the majority of my stress when it comes to editing is your fucking fault for that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know that's what? hard. There's an easy way to, to remedy that. Yeah, you just read or no, you briefly just, skim over. You just cut me out of the show. That's fine. Oh, and then I get hate mail. Because, because, because you, you never you never fuck up anything that you yeah, read. When I fuck that up, you wrote. Funny. You that just, you wrote. But when I do it, it's funny. When you do it, it's it's like, it's, but it's, it's, it's. <laughs> And the power of editing, Karen, is he can edit out his mistakes. You just look like you can't read the words down the page. Hey, Tony. It's what he does if he doesn't edit oh, you Oh, I know. I know. It's all right. You know what? And if I were bold enough to go, she's never going to hear this, I would leave those things in. But I don't. And I'm like, what if this is a show she listens? Then I get in trouble. <laughs> Night Ranger is performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, September 30th. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $32. And 98 Degrees, O-Town, Dream, and Ryan Cabrera are performing at Mandalay Beach on Saturday, August 27th. Shows start at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $37. Is O-Town the the group that was a one-hit wonder with, um, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I... Take uh, them if no, I that's somebody else. Who is that? 
damn it. That's uh, it's isn't it's it summertime like, girl. It's no, like the letters. name of the song was summertime. It's girls. like letters. It's like T uh, T B C or T. But oh no, O Town was the band that was actually put together on the reality on TV. Show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. Got they, it. They did only have like one. It was hit like it was like making like. the band, and they took the guy that that was kind of creepy and made like In Sync and Backstreet and like a lot of that uh, Orlando oh, stuff. Oh shit! It was him. The uh, Perlman. Perlman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something Perlman. Oh yeah, that was per. Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman. Wasn't Ron it? Perlman. It was yeah, on he, all the boys. Yeah, he yeah. was the guy behind that. The, they, the, they had like and, one and or two hits suit or something. something to get out of their contract. One, yeah, and, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was him like making yeah. the band, and they're like, hey, remember us on all those TV shows you watched? Oh, town. Yeah, man, yeah. Good town. Yeah. Yeah, good call. No, you're right. It. Uh, LFO. Was LFO. The there you go. That's who it I was. I knew it was letters. I knew it. That's impressive. That hey, here's a little bit of worthless trivia. That uh, one-hit wonder song had a girl in it that I graduated high school from. Get the fuck. Wait a minute. Wait. In the video. You graduated yep. high school from the girl. <laughs> well, that I, that I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she made me a man on graduation. We're still not sure that the ever actually happened. Man, Tony. <laughs> She, yeah, well, right, because she strapped it on and bent me over, but still. <laughs> um, no, 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 true story, true story. She's a, um, she was a model, uh, and she was a model for a long time with uh, candies, which I don't know what candies is, but I guess it's... It's a shoe and accessory company. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 she was... Any rate, so she was in this, in this video. Dumbest fucking human being on the face of the planet. <laughs> I wait a minute, she wait a minute. Every goddamn dollar. Tony, you're, ever made Tony, you're saying a model is dumb? Shocker, right? I, I, this is the first I've heard. Oh, here comes the you hate mail. Literally look at her and just watch the hamster on the wheel. Just be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused right now. What am I? I mean, she was dead inside. It was. <laughs> no life behind the light in the eyes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm picturing like the dumbest possible friend character on like Legally Blonde or Clueless or any of those chick movies where there's like a dumb friend. I'm thinking about Mean Girls. Like I, just I, I'm her? thinking about about when Brian starts dating the the Jillian the the on, on Family Guy oh, and they're Jesus. all they're all talking to each other and he's like like I can't remember what he says it's some simple colloquium where it's like uh, or colloquialism where he's like oh I know you know how many times have I been through that you know or, or or you know if I had a nickel for every time that happened and they were like what would happen if you had a nickel every time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> It was, there's a picture, swear to God, there's a picture of her and her then best friend in high school in one of our yearbooks where her friend was giving the peace sign and she had her hands turned around and was giving the, literally the number two, <coughs> like, like, with, like with two fingers up in the air. You know how when you give the peace sign, your fingers are supposed to be facing forward? She gave the peace sign with her fingers facing her face. Okay, so take your hand and literally yeah, we, put on, no, we are. make a peace sign. <laughs> but when you do the peace sign, your your fingers, your 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 uh, you know what's, thumb, what's, middle I get, finger and pinky are supposed to be facing the person you're giving the peace sign to. No, Mark, not like that. He's saying this <laughs> no, is the normal way you do it. That's the way she was doing isn't. it. No, it, it it's it's funny because Mark and I were sitting here like I never realized that you you normally give the peace sign facing out. But yeah, otherwise if you do it the other way, it is. Like, I never it's thought a number of it. Two. Yeah, that's great. Like two. It was it just, oh, God, this, what a great fucking story this went into. I'm really sorry, <laughs> listeners. Like, God, how long can they talk about this 
LFO people, but it was, <laughs> that was that was a fun walk down memory lane for me. All right, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. Welcome back to 360 Money Line. I'm Seth, and I'm here without my usual partner, Chris, because I still can't figure out how to record Skype calls on my new computer. This week, the show had some listener feedback concerning betting on the Olympics, and Mark forwarded that email on to us to see if we could provide any insight on the subject of Olympic betting in Las Vegas. If you're a degenerate like me, you're looking to bet on anything in Las Vegas, pro sports, college sports, red, black, monkey knife fights, whatever you can bet on, whatever they're going to offer odds on, you're wanting to bet on it. And four years ago, while I was in Las Vegas, I started looking into it and I became enraged that I couldn't bet on the Summer Olympics. I dug into it back then, and I looked into it once again when I read the listener feedback email, and this is what I learned. In the late 1990s, Senator John McCain sought to ban betting on all amateur sports, presumably under the auspices of protecting the spirit of amateur sports, a system where conferences and schools and commissioners make obscene amounts of money while athletes on the field or the court have to jump through hoops just to get a summer job. Back then, the ban would have included college football and college basketball. And college football and college basketball are big business for Las Vegas sportsbooks. Eventually, a compromise was reached where betting on other forms of amateur sports would be illegal, but betting on college sports would still be allowed, at least the two big ones, football and basketball. Essentially, it boiled down to betting on the Olympics and Little League World Series would be banned. High school sports were also covered under the amateur sports ban, but since they were never really offered as a betting option in Las Vegas, it didn't really matter. The lone exception to the exception for a while was UNLV. There was a period of time in the 2000s where you couldn't bet on any UNLV games. And I channeled my inner 360 Tony in legal lounge and started singing karaoke and reading Nevada state laws and gaming control board regulations and found that while a ban on betting on any amateur or professional team whose home field, court, or base is in Nevada used to exist, that's now been changed so that the only ban covers betting on any professional team located in Nevada. And that's sort of interesting given the recent NHL team that just got moved to Las Vegas. That's not really what we're here to talk about, and it's sort of enough pseudo-legal mumbo-jumbo. The important thing for this discussion is where you used to not be able to bet on those on UNLV games, now you can. So in 2015, the South Point Casino initiated proceedings that would allow Nevada sportsbooks to once again take bets on the Olympics. This year, for the first time this century, you can bet on the Olympics because last year the Nevada Gaming Commission approved a regulation that would allow Nevada casinos to set lines and accept wagers on the Olympics. Now given the Olympics' somewhat shady past with doping scandals and host city selections, some people may think it's, it's dangerous to allow betting on the Olympics due for the potential of people who are largely amateurs to be able to fix some events. However, the chairman of the Gaming Control Board has the authority to remove any event or contest from active betting. So if it leaks out that someone or a group is trying to fix a steeplechase or some other event that no one cares about, the chairman of the NGC can shut it down if they find out about it. While betting on more things is great, it isn't likely to be anywhere near as big as the Super Bowl 
or March Madness for a couple reasons. First reason is, who really knows about these events to set a proper line? For every popular sport like men's basketball or women's basketball or the men's 200 meters, there's an event that when you see them you go, are these really Olympic events such as a sailing or handball or race walking or the aforementioned steeplechase? Not only may the books have trouble setting a line, but are there that many people that want to bet on these events? Number two, football season is just around the corner when the Olympics get started. If you're in Las Vegas, will you bet in the Olympics? Probably. Are the Olympics going to be a destination event like the Super Bowl or March Madness is? Probably not. If most people are going to make a trip to Las Vegas to bet on sports, they're probably going to wait a month or two when they can get college or pro football on the weekend rather than make a special trip to go down and throw some money on Olympic trampolining. And third, and this sort of relates back to the first point, there may not be a lot of value in a lot of these bets. The last time that you could bet on the Olympics, there were reports that if you wanted to bet on the 1992 men's basketball dream team to win a gold medal, you would have had to risk $75 for the chance to win a dollar. So that's $375 or so to win $5. There's just not a lot of value there putting up a lot of front money when anything can happen. Although, looking back, the 1992 men's basketball might have been the closest thing to a lock. William Hill does have some Summer Olympics listed on their website. South Point responded to my inquiries and stated that they have a few bets available, but will have more as the Olympic approaches. From some actual reports from people in Vegas that I was able to get, some of the available bets now are on events such as men's and women's indoor volleyball, men's and women's basketball, and rugby. And I was hoping to get more information on what exactly, what kind of bets were going to be offered, because the Olympic betting has some potential to be really fun. One possibility that's interesting to me is if the sportsbooks were going to offer bets similar to the trifecta uh, in horse racing. In horse racing, a trifecta is when you pick the horses who finish first, second, and third in that order. So for the Olympics, would bets be available where you could bet on who wins the gold, silver, and bronze and have to get all three right? I don't know if they offer such a bet or plan to, but I would love to see that. So if you're in Las Vegas this summer, you should definitely check out the betting lines and spreads for any Olympic events that are being offered. Throw $20 down on Uzbekistan and fencing, or $110 on the men's basketball team to cover the 58.5-point spread versus Angola, because it doesn't come around that often every two years, summer or winter Olympics, so you might as well take advantage of it while you can. If you want to talk sports betting in Vegas with us, Follow us on Twitter at 360MoneyLine or email us at 360MoneyLine at gmail.com. Even you have to say that that sounds fucking interesting. Oh, I totally do that. I would try that in a heartbeat. There's just something about, like, like it, it's so basic and instinctual, like, on you want to race? Want to race? Who's betting I'm going to win? Who's betting I'm going to win? <laughs> like, I'm betting you're going to win. What, what I want to know is, can you bet on which athletes will be di- diagnosed with the Zika virus afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> the over-under? <laughs> no, well, I think you do an over-under on the total number of athletes. Right. I think you can go with athlete-specific and, and say, okay, do, you, do you this one think yes, no, maybe? I think there's a couple different ways you could go Dream team heading down there? There's a real good fucking shot those guys are going to get something. And apparently the guys have to be worried about this, too. This isn't just a, you know, female thing that then if they get knocked up, their kid is formed with, like, oh, no Oh, that's head. right. I forgot the Zika virus. Yeah. About that. 
Well, there's all kinds of diseases down in Rio. It's a dirty place. Or it's, or you could also bet on how many dead bodies float up on the, the beaches during the Olympics. <laughs> Whether they are, are randoms or actual athletes. Well, no, they, they had one like two weeks ago. It's and, Rio. Like, I'm like not the, shocked. The, one of the swimming venues where they're going to be swimming the um, decathlon or something. Yes, <laughs> why so literally, not? they had a, a, like a mangled body wash up on the beach. Oh, why God. not? The person's trying to swim like, I, what the fuck is this buoy doing out in the middle? That's, that's a torso. Ah. <laughs> that's what I mean. I think there's a lot of interesting bets you could put on the Olympics. If only. How many people are going to get shot? If only the odds. Shit show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is the stadium going to collapse? Ooh. Ooh, I want to bet on that one. I, I agree. There's so many. Like, I wish. And they, I know they won't do it because they're going to take it way too seriously because this is the first year in, I can't remember what he said, like, in a, in a long fucking time that you've been able to do it. So they're going to take it really seriously. I wish it was like the fucking coin flip at the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, how long is the final note going to be in that? Like, yes, I want that at the fucking Olympics. I want all the dumb ass fucking bets you can do. So that's what I want to bet on. That's the shit that I think would be fun. Absolutely. We have a ton more for you in the river. A ton more, Tony. Share more. How about PayPal donations? So thank you very much to Bill Palmer and uh, our buddy Rob Taylor. Rob did include a note with his donation that read... Las Vegas has a way of bringing great people together for lasting memories. Proper use of a semicolon. Your show is a part of that for me. Thank you for your show. That may... Thank you for proper grammar, Rob Taylor. <laughs> uh, to be fair, that may be spell check that fixed it, not Rob. Or it could be Rob. I don't know. I'm just How saying. How could you? Actually, you know what? I can't find it out. out. Look right now. Stall. I'll bet you Rob had it right. You're so, not stalling. So, you guys are stalling for shit. I, I will well, say this. Anytime somebody makes a donation, it's very humbling. You really do appreciate it. Really it really is. And it, oh, it it's just, amazing. Yeah, to think that people give you money for doing this is kind of crazy. I mean, obviously. I appreciate it. Obviously, I, that's I'm, what you want. I'll but welcome it's really it completely. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it is kind of crazy. And, um, you know, as we he said before. He did properly use the semicolon. See, and you doubted him. How dare you? Only because I don't know how many times Spellcheck has caught me, but going, oh, that's where but semicolon I don't goes. Think, I don't right? think Spellcheck checks. Semicolon. Oh, I, I assure you, it caught several that I did in the show. Okay. <laughs> well, I just throwing random semicolons in? Does it work here? No? Okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> no, uh, on the flip, it was like, um, <clears throat> uh, semicolon. Like, oh, thank you, spell check. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, did the little paper clip pop up and go, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I think you wanted a, I think you wanted a semicolon. No, I have a map. paper clip. I know, right? Jesus, oh, that do you remember? Math, it's so great. Yeah. Oh my God. He was semi-cute until he actually had to start telling you stuff like, shut up, paperclip! <laughs> All right, um, fine. Let's move on to some listener feedback, in particular, the Twitter poll. So we asked, since Sahara isn't open anymore, should we replace its name in our theme song to a property that is still open? And overwhelmingly, folks said, no, leave it alone. <laughs> 88% of respondents said, uh-uh. So fair enough. We'll, we're going to leave it in. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to make the effort to remix it. I, we were using an old PC <laughs> oh, uh, when I made that song, and I'm sure I have the file somewhere. But odds are, I was going to have to mix that from the start. So it was one of those things that kept kind of kind of sticking in my head. Like, should I should I redo this? And I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't want to. But fuck it. I like this Twitter poll. What do you guys think? If you pressure me enough, I might be like, God damn it, I got to redo this. I will. <laughs> And actually, one listener at 50 in Vegas said that it's his ringtone. 
So he obviously doesn't want to change. That was fucking amazing to me. I was like, you just made my month. That That's too fucking cool that somebody <laughs> took our theme song. It's like going, oh, hold on. I can just cut this out here. Now it's my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I, I kind of want to know what portion of it is his ringtone. Oh, I'm sure. Because, you know, the, 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 it starts off with... Dun, 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 dun. Do you think that's what it is? I think it's. Starts- or do you think it's the part where it's like... This is the Sahara, the Riviera, the Rio, the, you know, and it's, the, it's, it's all that choppy part of No, If I had to guess, it's when the words start. That's when I would guess. I it's, think, I think it starts right from the beginning. But think about how quiet that would be as a ring. Yeah. I, I still think, eh, if it, if it, if he's cut it up, it's right at the beginning. Because as soon as you hear that. I think it's probably that. Then like, that that's at least where it once starts. The, once the music starts, once it kicks in. Although you got to remember, audio is, the, is is what kicks it off, what starts. Day after tomorrow, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome oh, to Vegas. Right. That's where I right. think it starts. I, I think it just starts in the beginning. We'll have to ask okay. him. Hey, wait, at, at 50 in at, Vegas, just send us a, a quick message or IM or something and let us know where exactly it starts. Right. <laughs> I am. Is I am a thing anymore? It, 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 it is, but not in the DM. circles we use. Yeah. It is with uh, paper clips. Right. <laughs> but we also had one other Twitter poll that was actually a little bit more serious. Something that has been asked about and thought on for some time now is why do we only do 360 Vegas Vacation once a year? Those that have attended have told us the dilemma becomes why would I go to Vegas and not have that much fun every time? There are several reasons why we've not expanded it to more than once a year. One is, we only just had our third installment of the concept. Another is, we didn't know how well it would be attended. And yet another is, when would we do it? As much as we love Vegas, it's also well known that we love to ski. Add on our standard staycation we started doing since we moved to the amazing climate of the South, and you're talking about four weeks of vacations at this point. Oh, and then there's all the other things that we want to do in the world not affiliated with the aforementioned. It's also been a couple of years since I've been able to attend G2E, which is something I'm really looking forward to doing. However, we really enjoy bringing you Vegas Vacations and love hanging out with you, what basically becomes an ever-growing collection of the coolest people on the planet. So, what does that mean for doing Vegas Vacation twice a year? Well, we don't know yet. However, we are considering it more than ever before. Not only have you asked us to do it more, several of our partners at the properties have asked us for more as well. So to help us with that decision, we came to you to start the research required to make a decision like this. So via our Twitter poll, we asked you, if we started doing 360 Vegas vacation twice a year, would you attend both or only attend one? We only had 40 people participate, but that's kind of more encouraging than discouraging. Those that have watched this thing grow over the three-year existence can attest to the logistics involved with moving that many people around Vegas. While we enjoy the challenge, clearly it's easier to plan for smaller groups. That being said, as this thing has grown, so has our, as embarrassing as it sounds to say, our clout with the properties, giving us the chance to give you a more unique experience as well as more VIP access. Of those 40 that participated, it was split right down the middle. 50% said that they would attend both, 50% said that they would attend one of them. 
seriously, we thank you for taking the time to participate. It really means a lot. Now we will take this information back to the discussion table and digest what it means in the whole will we do Vegas vacation twice a year equation. However, we can officially confirm at this time the dates for 360 Vegas Vacation 4. It will be Sunday through Tuesday, May 28th through the 30th, 2017. We moved the dates so Tony could celebrate his 40th birthday in Aww, Vegas. So one year you celebrate your 40th, the next year Tony celebrates yeah. his 40th. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Tony yeah. is not nearly opposed to being publicly humiliated like you are. Oh, I assure you. He, is, <laughs> he wants, he want, uh, we, we encourage all the shit you wanted to do to me, do it to Tony. I assure you this man will nothing but love it. I'm counting on somebody putting a saddle on me and riding me like a horse. Oh, good lord. Challenge I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> Challenge accepted, sir. <laughs> oh, and we've thought about it. We are going to start doing Vegas Vacation twice a year, beginning in 2017. Obviously, we've been working on these show notes for a couple weeks. Any of those that, who actually participated in the survey knows that the survey ended weeks ago. I assure you, all involved with this show have had this conversation for, Tony, what, a month at this point? I think we had these conversations probably just as the day we landed back in our respective oh, home yeah. states. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who want to attend both, we've even found a way to make it more affordable by holding it on Labor Day. 360 Vegas Vacation 5 will be September 3rd through the 5th. That's also Sunday through Tuesday. It's probably going to be the formula we're going to stick with. And what's funny is people will say, well, wait, Labor Day in Vegas has got to be more expensive. It's a holiday at, weekend. Holy Go shit. check the rates. Go we, check we the rates. We were toying around. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, uh, one, one thing that's not even in the script, we were like, why can't I go back to G2E? Maybe we'll just tack it onto that because G2E doesn't really start. I mean, it starts on Monday, but it doesn't really start until like Tuesday or Wednesday. I mean, uh, the convention floor really opens up on Wednesday and Thursday. So I'm like, we could actually probably do a Vegas vacation on like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But we start looking at the numbers and we stumbled on this. We're like, holy fucking shit. Do you see how cheap these rates yeah. are? And I remember this, our second trip to Vegas when we went with a group of friends. We went over the one Labor where I Day fell weekend, in love with Vegas. right? Where you fell in love. We went over Labor Day weekend because it was so ungodly Ridiculously cheap. Ridiculously cheap. So obviously it's going to be warmer. Yeah. But I think. But, but not Alistair fucking cry June warm. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair cry June. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair's internal internal thermostat gets broken temperatures. No, it's not that warm. <laughs> I think it has something to do with when kids go back to school in different times of year. But it's not amazingly. It's not versus um, Memorial Day. Which the rates are ridiculous, show, yeah. but which no, unfortunately Labor we're Day? bumping into this year. But you know what? It's Tony's oh, fucking, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, fortieth birthday. So I think you should cut us some fucking slack. Yeah, and we're offering you a cheap alternative yeah, later in the year. What so. on top of that? Yeah, it's one less PTO day. I think that's pretty generous. <laughs> I think that was really a part of our planning too. Is we're like, listen, if we're going to ask folks to come out twice a year, and, and half the group even said they'd come out twice a year, we got to be cognizant of you know vacation time and and what that absolutely you know, well, in our own vacation means. time absolutely yeah. um and so i think it i i've just i'm elated with these dates not just because it happens to coincide with my 40th birthday which is a just amazing but in general to know that i theoretically only have to take off tuesday wednesday right. and if i want to stay out longer i certainly can but i mean at the very minimum right for folks that say you know i, I and let's go back to those numbers real quick you know you said you had 
40 people and it was a 50-50 split. What that realistically means though, Mark, is let's take all things being equal. You're always going to have a minimum of 30 at each event. Yeah. Because you get 20, but then you've got to divide those other 20 between the first trip and the and the other 20 between right. the second trip divide them in half or so you can have 20 people one trip people and, per... and 40 people the second trip well, you just I, don't know how it's going to spread out and i'm, out, I'm yeah. also well aware that well the group breaks up depending on what event you're doing and when we know that although you might have you know 30 people there not everybody's going to be at every event all the time sure well sure we had a huge huge turnout at um at the at the bar at, at link yep and then, and, and for dinner, fortunately, Pizza Rock and everything fortunately else, yeah. you know, not all of them joined us because the party bus was already overflowing with, right. with folks. <laughs> yeah, it was. But I mean, there's still going to be times where people will will come together for these massive, you know, events. Uh, it's just no, it's it'll be cool. Well, it'll be to, real cool. And to be honest, I mean, first of all, we are super excited to basically have the opportunity to hang out with you guys more. But I think what really helped. Tony and Karen and Alistair and I make this decision. We're just like, can we, uh, listen, ultimately, if it's just the four of us that show up, do we just want to make plans that we always get to go to Vegas twice a year together? Yeah, let's do that. And then and then you guys were like, no, 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 at least 20 of us would like to join you. You'd be like, fucking yes, we're doing this. <laughs> I, I had input into this decision? You could have said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I would have said, no, I don't want to go. He'd be like, all right, I'll see you later then. I know, right? I've already done one vacation out with you, woman. Or without here's, you or, yeah. here's the best part, Karen. Jen is going to attend both of these uh, Vegas vacation trips okay. each year for one reason, one reason only, and his first name is Alistair. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. It's the accent. It, it kind of does. She loves oh. herself some Alistair. And she needs to go on, on foodie treks with us. <gasps> Oh, she's missed out oh, on some good yeah. stuff. Raising yeah, Las Vegas she... has already threatened to commandeer. I, I know your wife isn't of the touching persuasion, as, as I am not, but for the spa days is what I'm, what I'm saying. I'm trying oh, to get clever talking yeah. about spa days. Jen doesn't want anything to do with that, as I appreciate, because no one touches me but you and Tony and you know, Alistair. And Alistair and yeah, Matt so, for a some while. Others, but some Brian others. Did, but yeah, Only, okay. I like I like touchy, but I keep getting kicked out of the spas. So, sir, that's not this. We're not <laughs> it's not what we do here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. anyway but, Raising Las Vegas is already like, oh, we're going to take here. We're going to have food. We're going to do this. Like, going, All right, so we may have a Raising Las Vegas fucking three-hour block. We're like, just, just go away. It's going to be longer than three. Whatever. There's going to be food. There's threats shopping. for shopping. There's a whole thing <laughs> going on here. Who knows? This thing is growing out of control in, in a good way. Oh, in no, a good way. You're just not happy that I have friends that want to spend time that's, with me. That's insane. Are you kidding me? I'm like, she has friends. Get her the fuck away from me so I can have some fun. Oh, that didn't garner a Honestly, good look. no, that works out perfectly because forever you're like, go do this with me in Vegas. Do everything with me in Vegas. I'm like, I want to do this. Well, I have Tony I and Alistair. I don't want to do that. Yeah. The second well, I got <laughs> Alistair to come to G2E with me, I'm like, oh my God, you're fun at these things. I don't feel like I'm dragging your ass through. We're like, Karen, look at this. Karen, look at this. We're like, whatever. Alistair's like, oh, that is cool. That is cool. Look at this. I, I'm glad you have friends to hang out with. <laughs> I don't have to be everything at all times. Gets old. As details regarding these events for either vacation become confirmed, we will thrillingly share them with you. But for Absolutely. right now, blackout. Memorial blackout, Day there's your dates. And Labor Day. Yeah. Yep. yep. And really, what a good way to bookend the summer anyway. Nobody wants to be out in Vegas in August when it's 115 degrees. That's miserable. Well, not nobody, but I, I, I love you. That, 
I live People in the matter, south. Like Alistair and me. Oh, wow, that hurts. That hurts a lot, but whatever. So you just go ahead and So read the rest of what I wrote. The guy that who wrote things that doesn't matter said. Oh. Tony just said I don't. I, I tied that together wrong. Whatever. That's he mocked okay. me. I was trying to say I'm not important, but now he has to do the things that I created. And just, that's true. I have to read Mark's words. Which some would be like, I don't know, maybe Tony should just say whatever the fuck he wants because I hate Mark's words. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode 204, right? So thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is... is hey, look at me. I'm Karen Jr. Hey. If you'd like to check out the third... <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. I like how Tony stepped in like I was the kid going, all right, all right, I think we've had enough. That's going to do it for episode. <laughs> That's what you were telling him to do. Why are you jumping all over him now? I wasn't telling him to do anything. You did too. You said to read the words that you wrote. Well, I was, But I was making fun of me while I was doing that. This isn't That's working out well. No, Tony, it isn't. Please continue. Keep, keep going, Tony. <laughs> right. Save me for myself. I'm <laughs> trying. I know. <laughs> Karen, turn his mic off. <laughs> I don't know where the button is. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or just by making a PayPal donation. Of course, you can buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Of course, we do get a cut of those profits. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can always do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, don't forget, that's where you send the email saying, yeah, I'd like to go see Paul Zerden for free. There you go. Yeah. All right, where can people find my co-host? Karen. At Karen Mark. Tony. At 360vegas Tony. He gave you all my information, so until next time. I don't know why I love doing that. I always, I always do this pause face. I'm looking it's, at Karen like, oh. I just left it. I left it hanging. It's, it's not clip, like an O face, it's but a it's a cliffhanger, like Karen. Really big eyes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>